Yo, what's up, y'all? It's your boy Jacob Lattimore with a question from my fans on Voice America Kids. Do you have what it takes to be America's next young superstar? If you're the ages between 8 and 12 years old, then step up to the microphone. You could win $25,000 in cash, a recording contract, and a scholarship. So make sure you get your parents' permission first, then go to www.stepuptothemicrophone.com to enter. Peace. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. Stars could shine between the lines If you would let yourself go Find some place you know You can use your words, use your hands You can change the world, just pretend Express yourself, take a chance and you'll see who you'll be. It's time to express yourself, where teens talk and the world listens. Presented by Star Style Productions as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. You'll rock to an hour of adolescent fusion with your hosts, Shandera Pachal and Steven Zell, together with the Express Yourself Star On Air team. Meet and chat with cool celebrities, exhilarating experts, and tenacious teens with subjects regarding anything and everything that you want to know. Now, here's Shandera Pachal and Steven Zell to kick off the fun. Welcome to our program, Express Yourself. We're a show by, for, and with creative young people. A platform to give teens a voice right here on the Voice America Kids Network. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions and brought to you as an outreach service of the Be The Star You Are 501c3 charity. I'm Chandara. And I'm Stephen Zhao. And we're your teen hosts. Welcome, everyone, to our second episode of Express Yourself. After a wonderful welcome show last week, we're all excited to get into the swing of things with our weekly productions. This week, we'll be featuring the theme, Into the World. Now, as teenagers, I'm sure we all get that feeling of being trapped in so-called everyday life. Go to school, take some private classes, do homework, hang out with friends. When we graduate high school, suddenly everything seems different. This moment of going out into the real world is a lot to consider. Today, we'll be interviewing guests from both viewpoints, that of someone still in high school and thinking about the future, and that of someone already in college and in that scary place of the real world. Now, Shandara and I go through the same things as every other teenager out there, so we'll start with ourselves. Shandara, as we mentioned last week, is amazing in that she's in college as a 16-year-old. Shandara, would you mind telling us about your experience in college at such a young age? Not a problem, Stephen. Um, it's very interesting going to school with people uh, sometimes way older than you. It's a little hard because it kind of feels like you're you're already an adult because you're in such an adult environment. It's very different from regular school. But um, I enjoy it a lot, and I feel like it's a really great maturing experience. So um, it has its ups and downs, downs being that, well, you kind of feel... Um, excluded just because you are really young, but there are more ups than downs, which is like you get to be amongst really cool professors and you get to um, basically experience adult life when you didn't think you would be at 16. 
Yeah, I can totally imagine that. Are you are you rooming with people like eighteen year olds, twenty year olds, people like that? Oh no, I'm I'm not staying in a dorm. <laughs> okay, yeah, that's what I thought because a sixteen year old living on your own might be a little sh- shaky. <laughs> yeah, definitely would be. I think that's a great experience to have. I mean, do you have any? Do you see any like troubles, especially like driving and being able to do stuff? Not that in, in that you're not eighteen yet. Do you see any have any troubles with that? Um, I'm actually a little behind on my driver's ed right now, so I have not started <laughs> driving yet. Yeah, I remember but, doing that. Yeah, but um, I think just getting around by myself by public transportation or um, just everyday things that adults have to do when you're 16, it kind of feels weird, but I kind of feel somewhat, um, I can't find the word, but I, I guess I feel more mature just because I have been doing that now for like the past year. So it's really cool. But um, what about you? We know you're a senior in high school, meaning you're probably going through the hellish college application process. <laughs> Great. Thanks for <laughs> reminding me. But okay. Yes. College applications. I don't want to scare any juniors or sophomores or young people listening to our show, but it's a little bit difficult. It gets a little <laughs> annoying. You're talking you about applying. <laughs> yeah. You're talking about applying to like a dozen different colleges, all with different due dates. So like just last night, I was looking online to send my scores into College Board, and then I freaked out because College Board is slow and does not send scores until it takes a week to process. So I was like, <laughs> oh no, I need to get this in by next Tuesday. That was not helpful. <laughs> yeah, oh be on time. That is my piece of advice. That's what I was going to ask. What's your piece of advice? <laughs> yeah, be on time. Make sure you know when things are due because it kind of sucks to have to pay an extra fee just because you are 24 hours late on something. That's It, it seems so ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, but you know, I mean, if everyone has to go through it. So you can't Definitely. get too bitter about the process. You can't just be like, I refuse to do any applications. Yeah. All right, what are you going to do? Exactly. <laughs> so. what, what has been the easiest application for you to do? It's hard to say. I've done a safety score, but really most of the applications are not so much tough in that they're mind, like stuff to think about, but more just you kind of have to get it done. Like filling out pages and pages about what you've been doing of your extracurricular activities and your academic stuff, it gets a little hard to keep track. So you never know. Oh, and yeah. Okay. Sorry. We're (laughs) taking up way too much time here. Now, before we go to break, I do want to jump to our wonderful team field reporter, Jacqueline Tao with her segment titled campus calling. Jacqueline is a freshman at Stanford university in California and provides wonderful insight on the life of a new college student. Jacqueline, welcome to the show. Thank you, Stephen. Hi, everyone. So today, what I really wanted to talk to you guys about was what I discovered I really felt like was one of the most important parts of going to a good college or going to any college, and that is getting to know your peers. So I've been here for a couple months, and really, I feel like every single day, I discover something new about my peers that I didn't know and that really amazes me and really inspires me. For example, there are people here who are published authors. There's a guy who is a member of the school board in his old town. There's a person who started a charity who delivers vitamins to South America. There were people who 
were bullied in high school for their sexual orientation and they came out when they got to Stanford because they felt like it was such an accepting environment. So really every single person has a really, really special story to tell. And you, a lot of times I've known people for a while without even knowing that aspect of them. So I guess what I'm really saying is I think one of the most important things that you can do in college is get to know your peers allow yourself to learn from them and allow yourself to be inspired by them because really you will and you'll form lasting relationships that really you can go back to and lean on for your entire life. And so I guess an offshoot of that also is, um, especially when you're at a school like Stanford, it's really easy to be intimidated by that and to feel like you're not as good as your peers. In fact, I know a lot of people who feel that way. But during, I just remember during new student orientation, um, the president and the dean of admission and the vice provost of Stanford were telling us about how it's so important to know that you are also here for a reason. I mean, every single person was selected because they have something special about themselves. And so while you do want to be inspired by your peers, you also want to allow other people to get to know you and to find out really what is like so special about yourself, why you think you got in and what you think you have to contribute to the school because everybody does have, have something very unique that they can give. That's all. <laughs> oh, sorry. That is, yeah, Stanford, you're really getting the best of the crop, aren't you? Yeah, you really are. And so that's yeah. why you know, a lot of people feel intimidated, but I think that's why they were trying to encourage us during new student orientation to know that we also have something very special to give to the school. Yeah, it's a little community. Exactly. And not only, I mean, everyone's pretty amazing in the academic sense, but other people, you know, everyone has something either really special about them that's athletic or maybe they have overcome some really some really tough situations in their past or they are from really diverse culture or just something that really creates this this culture of diversity here. So That's these so- people you're talking about, are they just your friends, actually? Like, um, they're my dorm they- mates. Yeah, yeah. That's really they're people that I live with and eat with, and I feel like every day I discover new things about them that are so amazing. That's really awesome. And what about you, Jacqueline? I mean, you're saying everyone has something special to yeah. bring. Obviously, you have something special. Come on, tell us. Yeah. <laughs> you want to hear the juicy I bits? I think the other thing. Yeah, I mean, I think the other thing I wanted to mention was that a lot of times, I mean, I've talked to a lot of people here. I feel like one really special quality about Stanford students as a whole is their humility. Everyone's modest. Everyone knows that they're amazing, but everyone never ceases to be amazed by everyone else. So a lot of people don't even know really what's so special about them. But that's part of the beauty of being here is that you're given all the resources and all the opportunities that you need to be able to find that out about yourself. And so, so it's not say- only is it a process of discovering your peers and getting to know your peers, it's also a process of discovering yourself. Yeah, so you would agree that college really is about discovering yourself in that way? Yeah, and kind of developing your own capabilities. Mm-hmm. Have you discovered Find- anything about yourself so far? In just a couple of months, I know it's a short yeah. time. but Yeah, I guess, I don't know. I think it's too early to tell. Sometimes I feel like in hindsight, you can really see how you've grown And in the middle of it all, you might be struggling. You might not know what you want to do. You might not know what classes you want to take next quarter. But I I do believe that once you get out of college, you you will be a a different person. You'll know yourself better. I would hope it sounds, I mean, it is a learning experience. I think every um, 
grade is a learning experience, but college most definitely because of that age range. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Jacqueline, okay, I just have to take this moment to jump back <laughs> okay. to last Oh, week. no. Oh, no. Did, how was it? Even did would. you attend this? So Full Moon on the Quad was this making out event that I mentioned. And then um, I actually did not, in t- I didn't go to Full Moon on the Quad intending to kiss Aww. someone because, oh. I mean, there is a lot of, there's like a cold going around the dorm. There's yeah, I was about potentially to say mono, for example. Yeah. Oh my God. So even though they encourage everyone to use Listerine, it's not, I don't think that it's <laughs> a Listerine? foolproof situation. Um, there's a board, um, some people are peer health educators and they have a table there and they encourage you to use Listerine, hopefully to get rid of any germs or any dirty things in your mouth. But I don't think it's like a foolproof situation. So I personally did not participate. I observed though, and it was very, very, very interesting. And I actually saw some of the people from my dorm whom I know, um, making out with people. (laughs) So that was very cool. I kind (laughs) of regret bringing it up again. Yeah. Oh, Steven. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you guys want, I also have, there's also another really interesting tradition about Stanford that I just found out that I could share. Go ahead. What was that? <laughs> okay. So it's called <laughs> steam tunneling. Basically what you do is there's an underground network of steam tunnels at Stanford University and they're no longer used, but they're still there. They still exist. So in steam tunneling, you go around, you descend into this underground network, and you basically walk around the underground steam tunnels with your friends and have fun. Wow. Wow. Basically, apparently it's supposed to be really warm down there because of the steam, obviously. So you're supposed to dress well to prevent yourself from getting burns. And apparently it's a really nice thing to, um, to do in the winter when it's cold. But the important thing is you have to remember your route and how you got down there in the first place so you don't get stuck there. Wow, sounds wow. like Stanford yeah. is a lot of fun. Yeah, All right. Stanford, wow. <laughs> yeah, we have to go to break now, but when we return, we'll be talking to several more guests as they discuss this idea about moving on from being a teenager into the real world. You're listening to Express Yourself Teen Radio, an on-air global community where teens talk and the world listens on the Voice America Kids Network. I'm Steven Zhao. And I'm Chandra Pashal. Don't go away. We'll be right back. Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. It's even easier now. The Voice America Talk Radio Network has launched our mobile app for iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry. Visit the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market to download the app powered by Aircast. It's free and no registration is necessary. In minutes, you could be enjoying your favorite Voice America Talk Radio host, no matter where you are, in the car, out and about, while traveling, or anytime you can't be close to your computer. Catch up on the archives you've missed or discover new shows on the spot. Search Voice America at your favorite app store. Bookworm is a show for the reader and those that should probably be reading a little more. We'll tackle the classics, the bestsellers, and the brand new works that you won't be able to put down. Your host will be combing the pages of them all and letting you know what needs to be in your personal library and what might be better reading for the bathroom. Tune into Bookworm, airing Thursdays at 3 p.m. Pacific Time and 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel. We promise that listening will be just like delving into a good... Have you heard your 15 minutes of fame? How about four times that every single week? 
It's the fame game. Listen as Maddie Rose, who is up and coming in the world of fame, brings you fame from all walks of life. You'll hear from doctors, teachers, mentors, life heroes, as well as those in the fields of acting, movies, music, and more. Who knows? You might be the next one Maddie Rose talks to on the air. Listen for the fame game every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring. You're listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel, where teens talk and the world listens. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Now, back to our star teens. Hey everyone, thanks for staying with us here at Voice America Kids. Our program is Express Yourself Teen Radio, giving youth across the world a voice to be listened to. My name is Steven Zhao. And I'm Chandra Arpashal, and we're your teen hosts. This segment will feature Rachel Glass, another freshman in college, but this time all the way up in Oregon. Welcome to the show, Rachel. Hi, Steven. Hi, Chandra. Thank you for having me. Yes, of course. So today our theme is into the world, which is basically how we as teenagers are going to be moving on into the real world and basically what that entails for us. So Rachel, just to kick us this off, would you mind telling us about what you're majoring in, where you're going to college, and basically how your daily life is going now that you are 18 and out into the real world? Yeah, of course. I am currently in my fifth week at University of Oregon in Eugene, Oregon, and I am in pre-journalism. And basically, I'm not like in journalism yet. I have to wait for about two years to get certain grades and take certain classes. So for the next two years, I'm going to be working really hard to do that. But for everyone's major, you know, there's certain classes and certain criteria that you have to meet. And my daily life is actually really busy because not only do I have school, and everything, but I'm in a sorority, which is super fun and an amazing like opportunity to be able to be part of a sorority, but it is a big commitment. And there's a lot of mandatory things I have to attend. So I'm very busy with both those things, but college life is just amazing. You meet so many new people and it's just a totally different experience. So happy to be here. <laughs> that sounds really awesome. But just yeah. focusing on the sorority, for those who don't know, would you mind telling us what that is and what exactly you're committed to there? Yeah. So basically what you do is you register for Rush, which is where you get introduced to all the different sororities on campus. And it takes about a week. And our Rush takes place in the very first week of school. And it's very hectic. Basically, during over the course of a week, we have to visit all the sororities and we have to we learn about their philanthropies and what they're involved in and all that. Then we have to make our choice of where we want to go. And then if the sorority picks us as well, we get into that sorority. So it's a big complicated system, but it all kind of works out in the end. And you sounds almost much... like an application process. Oh, it yeah. totally is. And it's, it's pretty stressful, but you know, at the end it all works out. Like I'm, I'm in Tri Delta and I'm very happy with the girls and everything. 
Mm-hmm. Sounds like something Stephen wants to join. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I chose Tri-Delta specifically because, you know, it's all based off of personally what you like and what you're interested in. And I just felt the girls in Tri-Delta were very down to earth. And they're very, not only do they like to have fun with and get to know everybody, but they're very into school and very focused in all their majors. And there's a lot of pre-journalism majors um, in the house. So it was just perfect for me. And I absolutely love it. And I get along with all them really well. Awesome. So what are the rules with joining the sorority? And what do they, basically what the benefit and the costs of it? Um, There are surprisingly a lot of rules. And that's only because you have to uphold a certain like you wouldn't want a sorority to have like a bad reputation because you know you want your sorority to be known you know as classy women who are very smart like because some sororities do have not very good stereotypes yeah I've heard about those yeah (laughs) yeah and so like you wouldn't want to be a part of that yeah some of them are just more crazy than others and And it's just, and a lot of it, since we have like Facebook and all the social networking sites, you know, we have to be careful about what we post on Facebook because, you know, like for instance, like me being part of Tri-Delta, like I represent Tri-Delta. So if I put like a trashy picture on the internet, that goes back to them. It comes back. Yeah. Exactly. So um, I'm not really like that to begin with. So I'm not too worried about that, but there is like a lot of rules and like for dress codes, like we have functions which are kind of like um, planned parties through our sorority. And most of the time, it's a sorority with a frat. But my last function, which is my first function, was one sorority to two frats. And they just try to get an equal amount of girls and guys. So that's how they, you know, determine that. And functions are fun. They're, they're like school dances in a way. Just I was about except- to ask, yeah. That's basically what they are. Like, to picture it, that's what they are. Um, but just to me, I think they're a lot more fun because you're just with your whole group of people instead of just, you know, your specific group of friends in high school. So that's the only difference, but it's fun. About, I, I hear, there are a lot of stereotypes in movies mm-hmm. about sororities and stuff. Um, have you ever been around people in a sorority that were like that? Like, the the bad stereotypes? Oh, yeah. They're... You know, in movies, it kind of gives sororities a bad name. Like, they're all just crazy and that, you know, stereotypical girly girl. But most of them are not like that at all. They're just normal people. However, there are... I have met many girls that do fit that stereotype that, you know, you that you think of when you think of sorority girls. But, you know, there's just no way. And I knew this from the get-go. There's just no way that all the girls in a house, you know, 150 girls are exactly the same way, you know? So going into the whole rush thing, you just have to have an open mind and be ready to meet people and everything. But it was really, it was a great experience. And seriously, the girls are so sweet because they want you to join their sorority. So it's not like they're going to act a certain way even if they are yeah. they'll most likely act nice because they want you to want them are you sure you didn't experience any backstabbing during rush not at all I can honestly say I did not everyone's just kind of in the same place that everyone's nervous because it's it's very crazy you know it's for the first three days we just have to go into a room and talk it's basically like speed dating with all girls wow it's <laughs> basically what it is it's pretty crazy <laughs> What's the difference uh, between a fraternity and a sorority? 
they're the same thing. They're all Greek life, except a fraternity is for guys and sorority is for women. And the history of that is it started with just fraternities and they were all referred to as fraternities. But then I don't know the exact history, but then they separated them. So fraternities are for men and sororities are specifically for women. And I'm pretty sure it's been that way for a while. And I know Greek life has been in college for a good hundred years or so. Yeah, that's what I thought. So what else is about college life that we should know about? Like, other than sororities, which I will never be a part of. Shandara, (laughs) thank you for suggesting that. But anything else that we should know that takes up a huge amount of your time? Um, definitely the schoolwork. There is a lot more reading than in high school because oh, for a lot of the classes, you really don't have to attend every single one because you don't get homework and you don't have quizzes. The only thing they grade you on is like your midterm, which is a big test in the middle of the term or and your final. And that's it. So, so that's a little scary. <laughs> it is, you know, because your whole grade is based off two things. So, you know, if you mess up on one thing, then you most likely won't get a good grade, you know? So yeah. it's stressful. But as long as you keep up on the reading, like it's a lot of reading, but I've been scheduling at my time so I can keep up on everything and do my studying. So it's going well as of now. Yeah, that's, that's nice to hear. Organized. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> you seriously do have to keep organized in college and keep on top of things. It's definitely harder than high school. So, Jaito, what about stuff that's outside of college life? Just to start, for example, up in Oregon, like how's the weather? How's the climate up there since you moved there from where we are here in San Francisco? I know it's a big change in weather because it's not very warm at all. Actually, the first week I was here, it was really warm, which is really unusual. And it's been very cold lately. It actually hasn't been that rainy. Like, you know, you think of Oregon, you think of rain. Wait, does it snow up in Oregon? It does in certain places. In Eugene, where I am, it doesn't snow. People say it snows maybe once a year. But (laughs) I consider that a good thing, though, for me, (laughs) because I'm not (laughs) used to the snow. And another thing being up here is, you know, I'm far away from home. I'm not that far away where I couldn't drive home, but I still can't get home very easily, you know? Yeah, And, you know, it's hard being away from my family and friends because I'm really close to them. But, you know, with Facebook and Skype and being able to text and call wherever I am, I probably talk to my family and best friends every single day. So So you don't get that homesick? I honestly do not feel that homesick at all. And I just look forward to Thanksgiving when I get to see them. But honestly, like I talk to them so much, I feel like I'm still just right there with them, you know, but I definitely miss all of them for sure. (laughs) That's awesome. With all the internet and all this stuff, it really works now, like with talking to your family when you're somewhere else. Oh, yeah, totally. It is so helpful. I don't know what I would do without it. Like Skype is amazing. Just being able to see someone that's, you know, nine hours away from you in a different state. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. (laughs) That's so great. Like, oh, my God, that just makes me so happy, like for the future Mm -hmm. of technology right now. Exactly. (laughs) And just just that we have this right now, like, I don't know what we're going to have in, you know, (laughs) 20 years or something, you know. So, yeah, Rachel, I, it wasn't too difficult moving far away. So, I mean, lots of high schoolers right now, I know my friends and I are thinking, like, do we stay close to home? Do we go down to Southern California? Do we go all the way to the East Coast? Like, mm-hmm. did that play much of a difference in your decisions? Yeah, you know, because 
if you know you work hard in school and are able to get into the majority of colleges then you could you know get accepted to somewhere across the country and it's kind of you know up to you if you want to go that far um going across the country I think would be difficult because you're just so so far away and you know like being in Oregon 10 percent of my incoming class is from the Bay Area and so oh wow so- that's a lot I meet someone new from the Bay Area every single day. People are always sporting, you know, Giants gear, A's gear. <laughs> there are a lot of people from my area here. So there are a lot of people like in, you know, my same situation. But I feel like going somewhere farther, like the East Coast, you'd probably be, you know, the only California person. Yeah, in, that's definitely yeah. true. Mm-hmm. So it just yeah. kind of depends like what you're looking for, you know, and to each his own. Thank you so much for joining us here, Rachel. We are off to our next break. And when we come back, our next guest is going to be Cynthia Bryan, our wonderful producer, coming back for an interview about her journey from the chicken coop to where she is right now. I'm Stephen Zhao. And I'm Chandra, and you're listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids Network. You should visit us at btsya.com. We'll be right back. Thank you, Rachel. Thank you. Bye. We don't care how you got here. We're just glad you showed up. You're listening to Voice America Kids. It's almost showtime. Tune in to Curtain Call every week for the latest happenings from the world of theater. It's news and reviews, both on stage and behind the scenes. If you've ever wanted to be a stage actor, theater director, or work behind the scenes in production, this is the show for you. Your hosts have been there and done that, and will answer all of your questions right on the air. Listen for Curtain Call. Weekly performances are happening Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Kids channel. What is No Antipreservatives all about? Well, it might be easier to say what isn't the show about. Your host will give it to you straight. His take on film, television, books, video games, and pretty much any other topic that comes up. He'll keep you safe and on top of the latest in media and let you know what to stick with and what to trash. Listen every week to No Added Preservatives, and each show will leave you wanting more. Tune in Wednesday afternoons at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel. Now there's a new destination for video content, VoiceAmerica.tv, just like our radio channels and so much more. Voice America Variety, Health and Wellness, Business, Sports, Green Talk, Power Up Motorsports, and 7th Wave Network now have their own video channel components. Plus, check out exclusive programming, including movies, music, educational courses, science and history, current events, and short features. High-definition, premier-quality programs available 24-7, VoiceAmerica.tv. If you think you've seen online TV like this before, let us surprise you. Looking for exciting video content live and on demand? Visit www.voiceamerica.tv for exclusive content you just can't find anywhere else. That's voiceamerica.tv. Tune in now. You're listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel, where teens talk and the world listens. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Now, back to our star teens. Hey, 
everyone. Thanks for staying with us here at Voice America Kids. Our program is Express Yourself Teen Radio, giving youth across the world a voice to be listened to. My name is Stephen Zhao. And I'm Chandara Fashal, and we're your teen hosts. This segment, our producer, Cynthia Bryan, returns to share about how she was selected to be a teenage ambassador in Holland for 18 months. It completely changed her outlook on life, and it changed her career. Cynthia, if you haven't really met her yet, has been in the business for quite a while. She has written New York Times bestsellers such as Chicken Soup for the Gardener's Soul, The Business of Show Business, and plenty of other things out there. Um, Cynthia is also quite the animal lover, and she provides a nice loving home for many pets. Welcome back, Cynthia. Hello, Shandara and Stephen. It is fun to be back with you again, and especially on a segment that is about, you know, going off into the wild blue yonder. How, how did you end up getting to do this? Well, you know, I, I should start. I'm going to just back up before I was a teenage ambassador. You know, I grew up on a farm, and everyone, the workers on the farm were mostly from Mexico and spoke Spanish. My mom spoke Italian. She thought she always spoke Spanish. So when I was in high school, I studied Spanish, and my sophomore year, I applied to be an exchange student to Mexico so I could learn Spanish. I was accepted. So when I was 16, I actually lived in Mexico. And it was like an incredible experience. I came back speaking fluent Spanish, was able to communicate with all our workers. And, you know, since I was a farm worker myself, that really helped to be able to to do that. So I got, that was my first time out of literally uh, California and especially out of the farm. So I got this bug that I wanted to travel more. And what's interesting, as a little girl, I had wallpaper in my bedroom that was of a a Dutch boy and a Dutch girl, you know, having their finger in the dike. You've heard that story, have you, Mm -hmm. about, you know, the dike breaking and the boy puts, the Dutch boy puts his finger in the dike, which is not true. It's not true, but it's a great story. <laughs> and when you're a little girl and you have you have this wallpaper, I used to lay in bed just wondering about this beautiful place because there was you know there was water and there were ducks and geese and tulips and and these little cute kids in these clogs. And I used to dream about Holland. So when I was a senior in high school, I applied for a program to be a teenage ambassador to Europe. But where I applied was to Germany because the languages that they offered at my high school, they only offered three, French, Spanish, and German. And so I thought, okay, well, they were looking for an ambassador to Germany. I should start studying it. Well, during my senior year, uh, I, I was very active in high school, just as all of you are, and involved in lots of clubs and president of this, that, and the other thing, and, and um, you know, a 4-H member. And my school nominated me to be an outstanding teenager of California, and there were millions of, of kids that others, all the schools across California nominated people. And it turns out, of all the millions of high school kids, I actually won. And so I was the outstanding teenager of California in my senior year. And we had to wait for the former President Reagan to present me with my award. And during that time, I was told that I was not going to go to Germany, but I got chosen to be a teenage ambassador to Holland. So literally, I won Outstanding Teenager of California, 
Anne was chosen as a teenage ambassador to Holland and had to leave in five days. And I spoke absolutely zero Dutch, none. Okay, wow. I was about to say that, that was a great honor. And then I was like, how did you survive that? Oh <laughs> my gosh. Oh, Stephen, Shandara, talk about into the fire, you know, from the fire frying pan into the fire. Think about this. I'm a farm girl. You know, the closest town to me was 20 miles. I knew nothing except for farm life. And here I win this huge award. I have all these letters from, you know, Ronald Reagan, from, um, from all of California, and I'm all these introductions, and now I'm a teenage ambassador, and I have to meet all these dignitaries who I'd never, you know, I had no experience with this. Jeez. And, I know. And I <laughs> arrive in Holland, and I spoke no words of it. And they, I, what I didn't know is that in those days, the Dutch and the Germans were not that good of friends and it has a lot to do with World War II and the whole Nazi occupation. So anytime I tried to use a little German, they weren't very appreciative of it. And also in those days, they didn't speak a lot of English. Today, when you go to Europe, you'll meet people, especially from the Netherlands and you know Belgium um, and all of the 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 uh, northern countries that speak that speak English. And most countries, in most of these schools, they speak English, French, and um, their own language. And then some of them speak German. But anyway, so I am put into a family where nobody speaks English. And I speak no Dutch. And I was this bubbly, outgoing, goofy California girl. And I made every mistake in the book. It took me three months to learn the language. I had to go to school and give talks. I don't think anybody understood me. But the bottom line after all of it was the experience was unbelievable. It changed my life because I had never traveled other than that trip to Mexico where I was in Guadalajara and really just, you know, went to school in Guadalajara and never really got to go much in other places to learning how to get on a train. And I traveled all throughout Europe. And while I was there, I because they have what's called the gymnasium, they have two kinds of schools, a mencia and a gymnasium. And the gymnasium is very, very tough. And gymnasium for high school, it would pro it's almost like college. Before you graduate, you have to pass and be able to speak, read, and write four different languages. Wow. Plus, you have to be able to read, write, and speak two dead languages, Greek and Latin. Oh my gosh! I know. Languages really I, unbelievable, <laughs> and they're dead. Fortunately, I had gone to Catholic church as a child, and I knew a lot of Latin just from the church. Oh, <laughs> but oh, the wow. Greek escaped me. But the exciting, the great it's all thing, Greek to me, huh? It was all Greek <laughs> to me, exactly. But here's what was so terrific: is first of all, I thought it was odd that this wallpaper on my wall had been Holland since the I was born, and then I end up in Holland. So it's sort of like you dream. I was always dreaming of going there and my dream came true. And I got to meet just amazing people who are still my friends, live in a family situation, and learn another language, travel to all these different countries, go to school with teenagers there. 
And when I actually came back, um, oh, while I was there, I decided I didn't want to go talking about college application because I was from the farm. I really didn't know where to go to college. So I went, I just chose the college that was closest to where I grew up and it was a state college. But while I was there, I decided I wanted to think bigger and I wanted to go to UCLA. So I actually contacted President Reagan again, and he he wrote my recommendation letter for me. <laughs> really? Oh, so, so how great is that? So uh, so then I got into I went to UCLA and Cal uh, Berkeley. So but I, this would have never happened had I not been, you know, had I not taken the dive, applied, you know, never really thinking I could get it. It's just, and I think this shows you that it doesn't matter who you are, where you're from, what your background is. If you work hard and apply yourself, the world is truly your oyster. And I had had a pen pal from the time I was eight who lived in Ireland. And what was so great is, you know, we were like each other's dear diary. And those are in the days before internet. There was no Skype. You know, you wrote handwritten letters and you had to put a stamp on them and it would take two weeks to cross the pond, the ocean. And you couldn't wait to see when your letter came back. But because we never thought we would meet each other, we told each other everything, truly like a dear diary. So when I'm over there in Holland, we decide, I think it's time to meet. And we both, she flew over from Ireland to Belgium. And I took a train to Belgium. And it was like a movie because we were so scared. What if we hate each other when we meet? Yeah. Can you imagine? That, that would have you... been so weird Well, I mean, awkward. Well, think if you tell your deepest, darkest secrets. Not that you have really deep, dark secrets, you know, when you're a kid. But yeah. you, you think you do. <laughs> you know, you think you do. And then you're going to meet that person. Well, the bottom line is, is we met in Antwerp. And then we went on to, to Brussels. And we realized that we are just like soulmates. We're just like sisters. We are like, you know, sisters from a different mother. And to this day, we are still one another's best friends. In fact, wow. this, this time last year, I was with her again in Belgium and her husband. So it, that was one of the wonderful things that happened with being a um, not only a teenage ambassador, but being able to live in another country. And another part of it is my family's Italian. And I have Swiss Italian relatives, too. And no one who has immigrated to the America had ever had enough money or ever been able to go back. So one of the greatest gifts was I took a train back to Italy and Switzerland to meet the relatives. And I was the first American-born Italian from the family to do that. And that it was is amazing. Well, it was so I, I just get tears thinking about it because it meant so much to them. It, it was like meeting a superstar. And then they were so amazing. And so many of them were so poor. They lived in houses on, with dirt floors. You know, I think we were talking one time about, you know, which, what, when you're called dirt poor, the reason is because you had dirt floors and you swept them. And that's what my family in Italy and Switzerland had. And they would sweep them with, you know, with brooms. They cooked over an open fire with a big kettle. And they were so awesome. And then my my nanny, my Italian grandmother who had come over, uh, she had had her suitcase packed ever since she came over in the early 1920s because she always wanted to go home, but, you know, never could. So while I was a teenager and I was over there, I also, because of being an outstanding teenager, I had a private audience with the Pope. And her greatest, oh her greatest <laughs> dream was to meet the Pope. 
So I flew my nanny over to, um, to visit her relatives in Switzerland and Italy. And then we went and she got to have a private audience with the Pope. And she died a couple of years later. And to me, this is like the greatest thing that ever happened, that I got to bring her home to her family so that she got to meet everybody. So, oh, wow. Uh, yeah. So this can really happen to anyone, I guess you could say that. Like, that, we exactly. all have our chance here. Everybody has a chance. And I just want to encourage anyone who has the opportunity to travel or to study abroad, whether it be for a month, a summer, or a full year to do it. I had, I was, I came back from Holland. I was completely fluent in Dutch, was learning French, was fluent in Italian. And I actually became a non-technical Dutch translator at UCLA in the Germanic language department because I had to put my way through college. So it was a way to get a job and that I would have never been able to do that had I not been this teenage ambassador. So while I was at UCLA, I, I applied again to go on the education abroad program that the universities have and all universities have these and got accepted to go to France where I learned I went to University of Bordeaux. I was accepted, learned to speak French fluently, and it's had a huge impact on my life. And I literally really would not be the person I am today without these international experiences. And now I travel yeah. all over the world lecturing, as you guys know. And yeah. I, I talk, you know, I speak different languages. I like to talk, so I speak languages. But I, if I hadn't started as a teenager, I don't know if I would have been doing all of this now. Yeah, that's definitely true. All right, we're going to take a quick break, and when we return, we'll wrap up the show with our next, with our final guest. You're listening to Express Yourself, an on-air global community where teens talk and the world listens on the Voice America Kids Network. I'm Stephen Zhao. And I'm Chandra Pashal. You're listening to Express Yourself, and we'll be back in a bit. Sometimes we may sound strange, but remember, we're just kids with opinions. You're listening to Voice America Kids. You just love your pets, but sometimes they can get to be a handful. And just when you think you have them under control, that's when things get, well, crazy. For help, tune into Paul's Around the World. You'll get the inside secrets on keeping your pet the friend it's supposed to be, along with stories to keep you warm and fuzzy. Listen Fridays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Kids. Want to know what's going on behind the scenes with your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network host? How about what's new with our network? Make sure you check out the iRadio blog, a look at what's hot at Voice America and beyond. Visit www.iradioblog.com today. Get the inside scoop on every channel on our network, including breaking news, featured guests, blog posts from our hosts, and much more. Make sure you sign up for our newsletter for even more inside action. Visit iradioblog.com today and stay connected. There is so much going on in the tech field. The Technology Show is here to sort it all out so that you know exactly what you need to get and what you should avoid. In this age of cell phones and text messaging and new discoveries every single day, you need to be informed. We'll bring you previews of new products, technology news, and help you make the right decision when you are out there buying that new MP3 player, cell phone, or mobile device. Don't do a thing until you've tuned in to The Technology Show, Tuesdays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern, on Voice America Kids. The longer you listen, the later it gets. You're listening to Voice America Kids. 
You're listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel, where teens talk and the world listens. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Now, back to our star teens. everyone thanks for staying with us here at voice america kids our program is express yourself teen radio giving youth across the world a voice to be listened to my name is steven zhao and i'm chandara pashal and we are your teen hosts this segment we're going to feature one of our awesome guests michael chickering who instead of the usual high schooler he's not just attending a regular high school he's all the way in michigan attending the interlocan arts academy this prestigious private boarding school specializes in the arts from dramatic performances to video production which is what michael is currently studying welcome to the show michael great to be here <laughs> All right, Michael, now you and I, we know each other from sophomore year in high school, but I actually did not find out that you moved all the way to Michigan until just a couple weeks ago. How was that transition? How did you adjust from moving from San Francisco Bay Area in California all the way out to Michigan? Uh, well, I don't know. I don't think it was that bad because, I mean, I did a lot of uh, prior experience with kind of the dorm life and living on my own with uh, some summer stuff I've done, but... Yeah, it's definitely a different type of place than San Francisco. It's a lot more um, kind of separated from everything in the woods, and it's, uh, it's definitely a different feel. But, yeah, it hasn't have been that hard, though, moving, I don't think. Yeah, that's nice to hear. I mean, in our past segment, we just talked to Cynthia Bryan, our producer, and we listened to about how she managed to become an ambassador to Holland as an 18-year-old. Michael, would you mind telling us how you got to get into this type of arts academy and really pursue your dreams so early on in life? Oh, yeah. I mean, I've just uh, been doing a lot of like work with filmmaking and stuff in, uh, in high school and like my other just like public high school and in, uh, in Moraga, but yeah, I mean, I was just doing a lot of that and uh, doing some summer stuff, and then I just got really into it, and I thought I should start doing it, like, for the majority of my day. What kind yeah. of films do you like to make? Well, I like to make anything, ranging from documentary to narrative. Um, mostly, we're studying narrative films right now, though, so it's oh. like films with a basic storyline. Yeah, so I'm you're saying. writing storylines for a narrative, or just... Basically yeah. taking what's out there? Like, we have a uh, thesis film. Every senior and junior has a thesis that they make. So I'm going to be doing that uh, second semester, and that's probably going to be a narrative. So that's going to be cool. It's like, Sounds it takes, awesome. Yeah, Sounds it's very a awesome. huge project to do through the whole semester, so... Mm-hmm. So. I mean, we all have to study for a final test, and there you are making videos and films. Yeah. <laughs> I have to say we're a little jealous over here. So what yeah. other opportunities are you experiencing, Michael, other than just these um, semester-long films that you work on? Pretty much I just get to like live on my own. It's a lot more independent. Um, I just kind of you know, I live in a dorm. I have a roommate, and uh, I just like all my friends are in the same building as me, so if I want to go hang out with, with my friends, I'll just walk out my door and go like knock on someone's door and you know just uh so everything's kind of more concentrated and it's different life yeah so really pre-college life yeah yeah it's pretty similar to college i think 
except like we're still we still have like sign in times and everything but what do you yeah. want to do with your expertise in films well i'm thinking about maybe studying in college a little bit more and maybe working in the industry like directing maybe features in hollywood i don't know yet awesome do you feel yeah. like your education here at this school is really giving you that chance, like um, stuff to do and different opportunities where you can really learn about what you want to do? Yeah, I mean, I think it's definitely pretty varied like that. Like you can definitely um, get a lot of experience in different areas. Like I have a lot of different classes about like lighting and directing and uh, production. So, yeah, that's cool. Are you meeting any important directors? Well, yeah, I mean, we had a... Uh, film festival our school did uh, a uh, like a week ago and a pretty famous uh, special effects guy came he's like Ooh. the guy who did the uh, special effects from star wars dennis Mirren. oh that's a big yeah. deal yeah. That's, that's really impressive cool. yeah he's like the leader in special effects in hollywood so that was cool so but, michael yeah. what are your plans for after this high school are you going to apply to a specialty college just for arts and do you suggest doing that i might apply for like arts like usc and stuff but and the nyu and stuff like that but i don't know i i might also just do um something else like uh i might try to do like engineering or something i mean i can always do films on the side so i mean i don't think i'd really recommend going to like a school that only does film because then your education is just really narrow is your current school giving you a basic education and that kind of stuff also like math yeah. and science yeah like i still have academics like I, I still take statistics and like uh political philosophy and stuff like that um, okay so you're getting a good taste of it so it's not just focusing yeah. your life right now well, Michael, we thank you so much for joining us. It was great hearing about your experience all the way in Michigan. So we hope to have you back on the show as we talk about future things from maybe even a special session just to talk about films. All right. All right. Thank you for joining us, Michael. Maybe you'll be a big director someday, and we'll just say that we were the first ones to interview him. Yes, exactly. All right. So for our listeners out there, we're basically wrapping up our show right now, but we still got some stuff left to talk about. Shandara here is actually a one of the team field reporters, you can say, because she ha does have her own segment that she contributes every once in a while. And today we'd like to take a few minutes just to feature that. Shandara runs a segment called Tough Talk, which is basically the chance to really talk about any of the issues that we as teenagers face nowadays. So Shandara, why don't you take it away? Hey, um, I do Tough Talk, and it's basically a segment that talks about the problems that an American teenager has to endure while in school or at work or even at home. And um, Tough Talk just gets into the heavy topics that most kids feel that they don't, like they can't really voice to their parents or people around them because they feel like nobody's listening. Tough Talk is, today's topic with Tough Talk, I should say, is kind of about peer pressure, specifically peer pressure when it comes to drugs. Like when somebody, it's not always pressure. It's if somebody offers you something and like most things are advertised as just say no, but it clearly doesn't work with a lot of people. So I think my advice besides, you know, telling people you don't do that or you don't touch that is basically just to always remember that you actually are seen as more powerful than the person who's under the influence. Because when you say you don't do drugs, they are secretly finding you like intriguingly unique because, um, you take care of your body and you're not being self-destructive. So the more you tell people that, the more they'll actually have respect for you. 
And that's what people need to remember. And as we're going on this talk about into the real world, I guess, what do you say that without our parents there and without other people there to really guide us, we're in college now, we can do what we choose. So it gets pretty dangerous, doesn't it? It definitely does. And like, I think everybody, if, if somebody's tried something before, they're not a horrible human being. But I think when it comes to just wanting to be seen as cool and like just because everybody else does something that's not right and it puts a lot of pressure on yourself. And for those kinds of people out there, they need to remember that they are seen as more powerful than the other person for not destructing their bodies. Yeah, but in college, that peer pressure can get to pretty high levels without anyone watching us. So what do you have to say to people who are just starting to just into college right now and have to kind of control themselves instead of having other people tell them what to do? Well, definitely control yourself in all circumstances. But um, what I would have to say is just relax. Don't start thinking about all that kinds of stuff because it's not going to matter. Once it comes down to education, none of that stuff is going to matter. And you're in college not to party, but to learn. So to just Remember that when that kind of stuff is going on around you, don't put pressure on yourself that you have to be like other people. Just remember what you're there for, which is the most important thing. And when you attend parties, you don't have to participate in all of the really hardcore binge drinking and, you know, all of that other stuff or drugs or taking ecstasy and stuff like that. So friends are really friends are there for you and the people that decide not to be your friend when you won't do something that they're doing are really not your friends. Yeah, definitely. And we all have heard this idea that every gift comes with a good and a bad side. And I guess we can really see that when we go to the real world and we see this through Cynthia's message, through Michael's message, through Rachel's message, it's going to be difficult in that you get a lot of freedom. And that is a very good thing if you can use it. With that freedom, you could go to Holland as an ambassador in 18 year old. With that freedom, you could go all the way to Michigan and study what you want to study as a senior in high school instead of waiting years to do it. But with that freedom, you can also get into dangerous things. And really, you have to know how to manage everything that you're gifted with. It's all within self-control. Yes, definitely. Well, thank you so much, everyone, for joining us here on Voice America Kids. And thanks to Star Style Productions for producing this show. Learn more at www.starstyle.us. We are your hosts, Stephen Zhao. And I'm Chandara Pashal. It's been a pleasure bringing you our life-changing program, Express Yourself. And we want to hear your thoughts and we want to answer your questions. So feel free to email us at btsyateenradio at gmail.com. That's btsyateenradio at gmail.com. And check out our website at btsya.com. And you can upload your creative works at our site for free. Get involved with Be The Star You Are charity. And just know we really appreciate your donations. And most of all, remember to express yourself. That's it, everyone. Thank you. Bye. Thanks for joining us this week on Express Yourself, produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, be sure to visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Please join us again next Tuesday at noon Pacific time, 3 p.m. Eastern, when teens talk and the world listens on the Voice America Kids channel. Until then, remember to Express Yourself. Star.
stars that shine between the lines if you